All right. And so our focus verse today is. Okay. And what does that say? All right. And our lesson text comes from Psalms 96, 1 through 13, Psalms 100, 1 through 5. So with the truth about God is. glory huh you should hear glory in your voice in your spirit in your attitude in your disposition come on somebody oh my god well we talking about lifting him up and we giving him praise and adoration and glory oh it should spark something down in your spirit oh that you lift up your head and you lift up your countenance uh, and you look up to him Woo, my God, and you glory and magnify this God that we serve. So God is worthy of worship. Let's talk about the word worthy. Can somebody give a definition of what you think that means? Worthy, worthy. We talk a lot about God being worthy. What does worthy mean? Because a lot of times we say things, but do we understand what we're actually saying, that God is worthy to be praised. Huh? From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, his name's to be praised. Well, what does worthy mean? <clears throat> okay, that's good. So it means he's deserving. <laughs> he deserves everything that we got to offer. Uh, come on here. He is excellent. We praise him and worship him before because of his excellent greatness. Because there is none like him. Oh my God. When we say he's worthy, we saying that he's valuable. Uh, he means more to us than anything else. Oh my God. Uh, when we say he's worthy, that means we say he has a high position. Uh, he's seated on the throne. Uh, he has a high station. Uh, oh my God. He's worthy. Shut out of your soul. Oh, I feel that in my sanctified soul. Uh, that means we're saying that he's beautiful. Oh my God. Uh, oh, when you talk about being worthy. Oh my God. You're describing uh, his excellence and his greatness and his power and his authority. You're saying you're beautiful, God. <laughs> oh, my God. So there's a lot that's ascribed to the word worthy. Oh, my God. So it talks about here in Psalms 96 in the background of the text. This was a psalm that was ascribed to be written by David. 
And when he was bringing the Ark of the Covenant back in the midst of the people, and the Ark of the Covenant represents the presence of God. And let me tell you something, in order for your praise and your worship to go somewhere, you need the presence of God. Oh, come on here. Oh, when you get in presence of God, that ain't the time to be murmuring and complaining. That ain't the big time for you to be whining and crying about what's happening to you and what you ain't got and what somebody said and what they did. When you get in God's presence, you better take the full opportunity to give your God what he deserves. And that is your praise. Oh, my God. So David, being the king, he understood the importance of praise and worship. Oh, my God. Oh, David was a king, but he didn't mind acting crazy and silly before God. In praise and adoration, he danced before God. And he didn't care about what folks said. Some of y'all act like you can't let yourself go and have a holy goes fit uh, worrying about what somebody else gonna say uh, worrying about what folks gonna talk about uh, talk about me honey because uh, I have a fit uh, all by myself uh, because when I think uh, of the goodness of Jesus and all uh, he has done for me my soul cries out hallelujah how about you don't close side Oh, that's your time to show how much you love him, how much you appreciate him, uh, how much you thank him, uh, because he didn't have to do what he's done in your life, but he did it anyway. Uh, he brought us from a mighty long way. Uh, he brought us when we was out there in darkness uh, into the marvelous light. Uh, he saved us and sanctified us, uh, put his word in us, uh, filled us with the Holy Ghost. Uh, we act like we can't even appreciate salvation. Uh, that's what it's all about, uh, praising him. Because he saved us. A crooked, wicked wretch like me gave me another chance. Gave me a brand new start. Gave me a reason to live. I got plenty of reasons where I can give him praise. Woo! My God. God is to be feared above all gods. Huh. So worship is connected to reverence and respect. And we have lost the art in this current day church of reverencing and respecting who God is. Huh? That's why saints can come in church and shout a hole in the carpet and go in the parking lot cussing and lying. Hmm? Get mad and swole up. Won't greet the saints. Go out there picking up stuff that they supposed to be delivered for. That's why. Uh-huh. Come in here and speak in tongue. And not just in here. I'm talking about all churches. You know, because some of y'all get offended when, you know, the word is going forth. It ain't nothing personal. Just making a reference. Uh-huh. Because we have lost the art of respect. Huh? When you living in your parents' house, you had to have respect. Them old parents, they didn't mind putting something on your tail. Huh? They didn't mind slapping you in the mouth. Huh? When you talk back, 
Uh, well, we, we got too much in this generation where they talk back, like to go back and forth and argue. Huh? Lost the art of respect. And that's why they go into hell in a handbasket because they lost the art of respecting parents, those in authority. But when you respect the one that has all authority, there's certain things you ain't going to do. There's certain ways you ain't going to behave. You watch how you behave in the house of God if you respect God. You respect how you treat one another. Come on, somebody. Because these are God's people. Not in just this church, but all these called out elect churches. All over the world, God's people. You got to be careful how you treat folk. How you talk and deal with folk. If you truly respect who God is, you will watch how you talk. You watch how you walk. You watch how you behave. Because it's all about the glory of God. Is your life bringing God the glory? Huh? You have to ask yourself the question. Do I really respect God? Oh my God. In my giving. In my living. And how I love. And how I treat people. And how I treat God. Do I actually put him first? Oh, that's a big question. Do we actually put God first? That's a part of reverence and respecting God. Oh, so we fear him. The Bible says in Psalm 96 verse 4 through 5, oh, worship the Lord in what the beauty of holiness. So we recognize that he is a holy God. He demands holiness from his people. He ain't asking you. We think God asking. He said, be ye holy. That's a command. When you live out of here, he said, be holy. When you're in the neighborhood, when you're on the job, the workplace, and you're going about your days, and you're doing your business, you still have the command to be holy. <laughs> be holy in your attitude. Be holy in your ways. Be holy in your dealings. Oh, come on here. Walking upright. Doing that which is right in the eyesight of God. Oh, my God. Being separated from sin. Ooh, that's something right there. Being separate. How many of you separate in here? Everybody should have raised your hand. Huh? You separated from worldliness and from sin. Hmm? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh. I, I threw another twist in there. <laughs> oh, because, see, we got to be fully out of the world, out of worldliness. We in the world, but we not of the world. So we don't behave and act like and conduct ourselves in the ways of the world systems. Because what God demands, holiness. Holiness is still right. I know we're in 2022. Holiness is still right. 
Yes, yes. So we worship him in the beauty of holiness. Because we realize that there is none holy like God. Nothing can be compared to him. He is so full of righteousness. He is so pure. Oh, he is so beautiful and wonderful. Nothing can match his works. Oh, my God. When you contemplate and you think about and you meditate on how God is so holy. My God, it should take you into another place when you begin to worship him and you realize who he is. David praised and worshiped God first because of who he is. Then on what he's done. See, we, we try to give God stuff because we done got us a check and some chicken and you know, got a new car, new this and new that. No, let's concentrate on who he is first. Huh? Come on here. Ah, because that stuff is just an after effect. <laughs> oh, they just come along with the territory. Oh, come on here. We don't just praise him for what he's done, but we give him glory for who he is. <laughs> Woo! My God. You still. Because he ain't already done enough. He ain't already saved us. He done done enough. My God. Boy, when you think about what God has done in our life, done turned us around. Woo! Think about where you came from. Think about what you was into. Oh my God. Think about the condition and the shape and the mess that we were caught up in. And God turned that thing around. He drawed us with his love and his kindness and tender mercy. Oh my God. God has already done enough. That's why it shouldn't be hard for you to worship. You shouldn't have to be pumped and primed. <laughs> Nobody got to tell me to lift my hands in the beauty of holiness. Huh? Why somebody got to tell you to lift your hand? Why somebody got to tell you to clap? When the Bible said clap your hands all you people. Huh? Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Act like you got some victory. Act like you a victorious people. Act like you an overcomer. And shout unto God. He want to hear your voice. <laughs> Woo, my God. Well, when we come to that understanding of who he is, that he is to be feared and respected above all. Uh, if there's another God out there, I don't know him. Huh? Y'all know another one out there? I ain't seen nobody. Huh? Look to the right. I look to the left. Could you find anybody else, Sister Leach, that'll do you like God? Any other God out there, Deaconette? I ain't found nobody. If there's another one out there, ministers, I don't know him. Ain't no other. He told the prophet Isaiah, beside me, there is no other. 
told you himself. If there's another God out there, he don't know him. <laughs> My God, he created everything. He was father in creation. Uh, oh my God, and he sits high and he looks down low and he sits on the circle of the earth. Uh, he stretches forth the heaven like a curtain. Uh, this kind of God, he's a true and living God. Uh, I heard somebody say, uh, he is the real deal. Yes, sir. We should be serving him like there ain't no other God. <laughs> but we put up idol gods before him. We put folk and everything else but before him. Uh, yeah, we say that he's the only one. Uh, we got to watch what we say. You say he's the only one, you should be treating him like he's the only one. <laughs> I refuse to bow down and give my allegiance to any other. Oh, come on here. It's the Lord God that I serve and him only shall I serve. Oh, my God. Yes, Lord. For all the gods of the nations are idols. But it was the Lord who made the heavens. <laughs> he made the heavens and the earth and everything that's in it oh my God when you look around and see all the glory of God in the earth you should rise up every day giving your God some glory God I thank you for one more sunshiny day you let the sun rise up you let the clouds go forth in the sky you let the waters come in and you gave us water to drink you gave us bread to eat you provided a job you gave us benefits you gave us our health and our strength I can wave my hands I can move my feet I can walk and I can talk I can see with my eyes. I can hear with my ears. You ought to praise him for all the glory. No, everything ain't perfect. No, everything don't go the way we planned it. And sometimes it don't go the way we expect. But God... Sometimes we got to deal with mess. Sometimes we got to deal with situations and circumstances uh, that vex us. Uh, oh my God. Uh, so much going on in our world. Uh, but God, I refuse to go one day without praising him. No matter what I'm going through. No matter what you're going through. It could be much worse. But God. Think about what you're going through right now. It could be a whole lot worse. But God. We could be on the streets. Up under the bridge. By the trash barrel. Trying to light a fire to stay warm. Going by the grocery store. Trash can. Getting food out the dumpster. But God. 
Oh, honey, it ought to be real easy for you to praise him. <laughs> it should be real easy. <laughs> Look around your house. Everything may not be how you want it, but God, he's keeping you. He's keeping your family. He's keeping your house. Yeah, the kids may be raising hell, but God, they still breathing. Your children are alive and well. Everything may not be ironing out like you wanted it to, but God. It's all how we look at things. Our perspective on the goodness and the mercy and the loving kindness of God. Oh, my God. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Oh, since God is so powerful, he's almighty. Oh, the Bible said, behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him. You fear and respect God. God got his eye on your life. Huh? He's watching over your life. You ain't got to worry. You ain't got to fret. Oh, because when you put God in his proper perspective, oh my God, he makes sure that every aspect of your life, oh my God, he's ordering your steps. He's making your pathway straight. Oh, he goes before you. Oh my God, make the crooked straight. The rough places, he'll smooth it out. That's what God will do in your life if you reverence and respect him and put him in his rightful place he's God and beside him so this psalm in 96 and it ties together with psalms 100 talks about God's people are the call to sing Notice how many times it said to sing. So singing has an important part in your worship and your praise. Didn't say if you could hold a note. Didn't say if you can harmonize. Didn't say if you were just so skillfully and talented. Yes, David danced before and played the instrument skillfully. He was very careful that he didn't throw up just anything before God. Uh-oh. Oh, so we got to be careful that we don't just get in a habit of just throwing up something to God and think he's going to accept it. Uh, David and the musicians, the dancers, the Levites, the priests, they worship, they praise God with their whole heart, their whole being. They put everything into what they were doing. And the result is God was glorified. And his presence came down in the midst of them. Oh my God. Yes. So it talks about singing. Sing and make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Huh? Sometimes when you're going about your day, you just got to get you a song. Because it just seems like it's just so much going on and you trying to focus and concentrate. And sometimes you just got to get a song in your heart, in your spirit. Huh? How 
mean that you go about your day throughout the week sometime and you find yourself singing a song unto the Lord. Oh my God. What's one of your favorite songs you sing unto the Lord? Come on somebody. Walk with me, Lord. Walk with me. We need the Lord to walk with us, though. Walk with me, Lord. Walk with me while I'm on this Jesus journey. I want Jesus to walk with me. You got to sing to the Lord. Oh, let him know what's going on in your spirit. Oh, when you sing unto the Lord, it seems like it do something for you. It lifts you up and lift up your countenance. You may be going through some stuff, but when you start singing unto the Lord, make your spirit happy. The saints need some happy juice. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so much negative stuff, negative talk. Folks are so down in the mouth, and folks' spirit is so down and depressed. The saints need some happy juice. <laughs> Woo! And then let the Holy Ghost come in there and stir up that song. And before you know it, your feet get light. Woo! Get a skip in your step. Woo. You may have been dragging that morning, but you start singing to the Lord. Woo. Get a little peppy. Woo, my God. It seemed to change your atmosphere. It's up to you to change your atmosphere. Woo, my God. Sing praises. Because it's not about us. But it's about telling the glory of God. That somebody else may hear how good my God is. That somebody will hear how great my God is. And somebody will get it in their hearing. Woo, God is a good God. Oh, yes, he is. It called for the nations to glorify the name of the Lord. That's Jew and Gentile. Hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. That's right. A lot of these Psalms... David was running from his life. Saul was trying to kill him. Hmm? Y'all ain't got nobody after y'all trying to... Uh, no, you know, you ain't on the run for your life. No, no. Mm -mm. No, you living good. Everybody doing well. You may be going through some things, but it don't even get on the same level <laughs> of what David was going through. Woo, my God, his own house, his own son, hated him. You talking about people seeking to kill the king. Woo, my God. 
all that that man was going through, he still found a reason to praise and worship his God. Because his God meant something to you. God got to mean something to you in order for you to give him his glory and his worship and his praise that's due to his name. He got to mean something to you. Above all else. God means something to me. When I'm going through hell and high water. When tears is flowing out of my eyes. And my heart is broken. He means so much to me. I still owe him. His praise. Because the angel of the Lord encamped round about them that fear him. He sends his angels to minister to his saints. You better thank God uh, that he's looking out for you, uh, that he's keeping you uh, uh, because you reverence and respect who he is. And I like this section in the lesson talks about voluntary worship from a willing heart. How many of you willing? (laughs) I volunteer, God. Do with me what you want to do. Use me how you want to use me, Lord. Because I'm willing. I'm your willing servant. It's an honor and a privilege to serve this God. I volunteer to sing. I volunteer to clap my hands. How many of you know you're doing warfare when you clap your hands? I volunteer to bow down in his presence. I volunteer to lift up holy hands. I volunteer to lay prostrate in his presence. I volunteer, oh hallelujah, to sing and shout. I volunteer to lift my voice. Because it's a willing heart. I'm willing to give myself away. The psalmist said, I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. Huh? Don't you know worship is about giving to God? You emptying yourself before the presence of God. We forget about ourselves. And we magnify the Lord and we worship Him. And when you get into worship, God begins to reveal some stuff to you. He talks to you about you and what what you're facing and what you're going through. Oh my God. Worship ain't about who around you. It ain't about what you're going through. But God is willing to minister while you worship. Many times I didn't got in the presence of God. Didn't ask him for nothing. But I bathed in his presence. And he spoke to me. Told me don't worry about it. Because he knew what was on my heart. He knew what was on my mind. 
He knew the stuff that I was having to face and deal with. That it was heavy, burdensome. But when you get into worship, and when you get into the presence of God, I tell you, let him bathe you in his anointing because it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. And it seemed like when you finish talking with God and worshiping God, it's like those burdens just lifted. That heaven is just lifted. You get some confirmation from God that God is working some stuff out. Uh, whether you asked for it or not, God is still dealing. He's still moving. He's moving stuff out of the way. He's orchestrating stuff in your life. Get into worship. <laughs> Voluntary. Mm, out of a willing heart because my soul loves Jesus. <laughs> Old church used to say, my soul loves Jesus. We let our soul get involved. So we used to just saying stuff off our mouth. We got to get past just saying stuff. But we got to let our soul get involved when your soul get involved you talking about giving God some glory and his presence we need the presence of God oh elder we need the presence of God like we never seen before Woo! so we give it our all we pour out our heart before him and we bless him the reason for the praise is that the Lord is coming to judge with righteousness. <laughs> oh my God, y'all hear that? There was a reason why the psalmist wrote all of those scriptures about the praise and the worship. Why? Because he's coming as a righteous judge. <laughs> See, you got to appreciate everything about God. You can't just appreciate the blessings and don't appreciate the fact that he is a righteous judge. And he's coming to judge the whole earth. Oh, my God. Oh, from the east to the west, from the north to the south. He's going to circle the whole planet with righteous judgment. We praise him because he is holy. He is a righteous judge. He's an awesome ruler. He's king of all kings and lord of all lords. And it's a beautiful thing to praise and worship this God. Oh, my God. So the question is, how does the concept of holiness as a living according to God's original intention for our life help us to live right and bring him glory? That's the question. Somebody respond. Now that you know how holy he is, how does that help you? Come on, somebody. 
Knowing God's holiness, how does that help you in your living? Sister Leach. Amen. Amen. That's good. Somebody else. Come on, somebody. Uh huh. Obedience, that's huge. Because when you realize that God demands holiness and reverence and respect from his people, you will be obedient to what he say. You'll want to obey. Huh? Come on, somebody. Anybody else have anything to add on that? We recognize his greatness. So in turn, when we recognize how great he is in our life, then it should cause us to want to walk upright. It should cause us to want to do right. Huh? Come on, somebody. That we have some fruits in our life. That we're not just churchgoers. That's what, that's what I'm going after here. Huh? It's got to be bigger than just being a churchgoer because there's a lot of hell raisers going to church. A lot of folks that ain't living right going to church. Huh? So when we understand the holiness of God and we reverence and respect him as high and no one else beside him, huh? All of his power and his greatness, it should cause us in our spirit and in our mind and our thinking, I got to live right. I got to walk right. I got to be sanctified I got to live a holy and godly lifestyle don't matter what the family and kinfolk are doing don't matter what the neighbors and them doing and what everybody else or in the streets is doing but as for me in my house huh we gonna serve the Lord we gonna obey his word we gonna walk a life by faith Huh? One of the things is to that question also is that because of his holiness, uh huh, he still, regardless of what my circumstances are, my failures, he still has me in his original plan, and that is to save my life. That's right. To save our life. He saved our life from destruction. Uh, he crowned us with his loving kindness and tender mercy. He renews our youth as an eagle. He satisfies our mouth with good things. Huh? And when we realize uh, the beauty of God and all of his holiness, we're just getting a little sprinkle right now. <laughs> Yo, don't y'all realize that? We're just getting a little sprinkle. But I can't wait till we get to heaven, my God, and see God in all of his glory. Can you imagine? Ain't gonna be no need for no sunshine and no light bulbs and electricity because the glory and the splendor that's going
will radiate from God in the presence of his people. It'll light all the heavens. Woo! We're just getting a little sprinkle. My God. I'm in the plan of God. To save a people. Huh? Unto himself. Oh my God. Uh, that will give him his praise and his glory. Oh, that he brought out of darkness into the marvelous light. Uh, oh, he's got a people uh, reserved for himself. Uh, and you ought to be glad that you're in the number. Uh, you ought to praise God uh, just for being a part of the family of God. It's an honor. It's a privilege that you are counting worthy to be in the family of God. You are part of God's plan. Your life is a part of God's plan. Come on, somebody. Whoo, my God. So the Lord is good. Huh? And his mercy endures to all generations. We realize that nothing compares to the goodness of God. Take the time out to count your blessings. How many times you walk throughout the day counting your blessings? <laughs> Let's forget about the negative. Huh? For a few minutes, y'all get your mind off your problems for a few minutes. Start counting blessings. Come on. Let's start counting them. Lord, thank you for life, health, and strength, for food on my table. Thank you, Lord God, for keeping me while I was asleep. You kept your hedge around me all week long. You saved me. You brought me out. You delivered me. You healed my body. You let the medicine and the surgery work. Uh, you gave me good doctors. Uh, you gave me my family. You gave me a car to drive gas to put in the tank. You gave me food this morning to eat. I got something in the refrigerator. I got something in the cupboard. Uh, I thank you, Lord, that my family is well uh, as they are doing, Lord God. Lord, you've been so good to me. I, I was dirty, stinking, nasty, and evil, but you looked beyond my faults. You saw my needs. Uh, oh, I missed the mark. Uh, I didn't do it just right, but you showed me mercy and grace. Uh, thank you for your amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Come on. I don't hear y'all. Count it. Count it. Count it. When them bullets was flying off, uh, you kept me safe in my house, uh, in my bed. You let me get some rest at night. You let me get some sweet sleep. You gave me peace when all hell was breaking loose. Uh, you gave me joy in my spirit. Uh, come out here. I don't hear you count. You gave me three meals a day. You gave me a snack in between. Uh, I don't hear y'all counting. Well, maybe that's why you ain't getting blessed like you think you should. Because you don't count your blessing. Huh? You don't appreciate God. Taking God for granted. Huh? In spite of everything, I'm good, God. You done done well for me, God. How about telling them that? You done done well for me. Huh? Come on, count them. Count them. Every check you done got. 
thank you for the dimes and the nickels I got in my account. I may not have the millions, uh, but I thank you for 100, 150, 200, 300. I thank you for food stamps. I thank you. Oh, I don't hear you. I can't hear you. I got a loaf of bread. I got peanut butter. I got some food in the deep freezer. God, I thank you. Shut up. Who's sucking your soul? Oh, my God. Count them. I ain't got enough fingers. I ain't got enough toes. Huh. It's only 24 hours in a day, and I'll run out of time when I try to count it out. Yes, that's right. I didn't got every eye. I didn't cross every T. You didn't throw me away. You didn't give up on me. You gave me another chance to get it together. Thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy. Because he could have cut us off. He heard me when I cried. He answered my prayer. Come on, count them. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Whew. The psalmist said, for every mountain, you brought me over. For every trial, you see me through. For every blessing, hallelujah. mercy is everlasting. You better thank God for mercy. New tender mercy. You not on yesterday mercy, last week mercy. You receive new tender. Every day he renews them because he is faithful. You ain't been all that faithful. You ain't good. I ain't good. Come on here. But his mercy shall mercy. 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 He had mercy on us. That's why you here today. That's why you here in this service. That's why you made it through hell and high water. Because of his But he decided to show you some. You better thank him for his mercy and his grace every day. Whew. Because we're not perfect. We're not perfect, but we simply redeem. I like that section in the lesson. Oh, I'm not perfect, but I'm redeemed. He redeemed our life. From the hands of the enemy, let the redeemed of the Lord, whom he has. 
he brought us out. He brought us back in the right fellowship with God. He is our redeemer. The psalmist says, I know my redeemer lives. And when you know that your redeemer lives, you don't have no problem with offering him praise and worship. Because while you were yet in your transgressions, he paid the price for you and me. It was a beautiful, heavy price that was paid on the cross of Calvary. He redeemed our life from sin and from shame. You ought to thank God that you simply redeemed. Jesus paid it all with his body and with his blood. You better thank God Jesus paid the debt that was required for your sin. He paid it with his body, with his blood. For you were bought with a price. Shout out Correa soul. Your soul means something to God. That he would give his life for the life of men. Men that have little appreciation. Think about how much you appreciate God. For just redeeming your life. For saving you. He hung on the cross. He bled and died. It's the ultimate sacrifice that was needed. The Lamb of God. To take away the sins of the world. We take it for granted. Just for being saved. The beauty of just being saved. So you should offer up your life. That's the very least you can do. Is offer your life as service unto God. That you honor Him and you respect Him. That you give Him His praise. Because we were created for the praise and the glory of God. That's why you were put here in the earth. Oh, Jesus. Oh, for everything that I am. All broken up. Messed up. Twisted up. Oh, for my life. My service. My heart. My mind. My soul. Unto God. As a sacrifice. And I honor him with the fruit of my lips. With thanksgiving. I sing praises unto him. I sing melodies in my heart unto the Lord. Because I love him. And I honor him. And I want to bring him glory. From my own life. I can't talk for my husband and my kids. But I'm talking about for what I got to do. It's got to be perfect. 
personal. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He gave you mercy over all these years. Yes, yes. Mercy to get it right. But he also extended mercy to you. Yes. To get to the point that you please him that he is worthy enough to save you. Yes. Yes. He's constantly working with us. Thank God he's working with us every day. He's working with us. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody, put your hands together. That God is still working with you and me. So we don't have room to come in and act like we got it all made and we so super spiritual and taking God for granted. Come on here. Everything that we done been through over these past few years with this pandemic and everything else going on in our present time, we don't have room to take God for granted. Think about it. Look around the room. We ain't had no funerals for COVID. Mm -hmm. Look around. We ain't had no funerals for COVID. Let, let that soak in for a minute. The pastor ain't had to eulogize nobody in mercy ministry for COVID. Mm -hmm. And somebody got to pump you and prime you to praise God. You ought to be having a Holy Ghost fit every time you come into the door. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and in his courts. Be thankful. For the Lord is his mercy is everlasting and his truth. I hope you got something out of the Sunday school lesson today. It was good. We thank and praise God for the teachers on today. Pastor, did you have any remarks? The class did a good job answering questions. Amen. 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 So we're going to go ahead and take up our Sunday school offering and take up our, uh, well, we'll assign the next week's lesson. We're going to seek to hide. I will seek the Lord and find refuge in his presence. Amen. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, 
and to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. Uh, all right, we got Minister Tina. All right, do we have any other volunteers? Uh, let's see. Sister Elma. Okay, so Sister Tina, you're going to do...